0: Hey, really quickly, before we begin, um, who was able to be at Thanksgiving Feast this last, uh, what, Sunday night at Ridgepoint? Point? It was awesome. Um, so Thanksgiving Feast, if you're not, like, from our church, sometimes people on Wednesday... Uh, come here and they maybe go to another church on Sunday, but you come here on a Wednesday, which is awesome. You're always welcome here. You're always also cheering you on going to your own church on Sunday. That's awesome. Uh, But if you're not from our church, uh, the Thanksgiving feast is this moment where our church gets together and has like a giant old school potluck and we celebrate some of uh, our volunteers and things like that. And uh, so it's just really fun. Uh, And uh, last Sunday, this last Sunday night, we were celebrating our volunteers and it occurred to me that one of our volunteers was not in the room to be celebrated, and so I wanted to come maybe take that moment right now uh, just to kind of honor this person. This person is someone who helped us launch Fuse. This person is someone who, um, it's funny, I was having a conversation with this person. I was thinking, man, you would be amazing uh, at like playing basketball and football with our guys out on the lawn that we're gonna do every Wednesday night. And then we started this construction project, which was awesome, uh, but we don't have a lawn anymore. And uh, so, but here's what's amazing is this guy has been here through thick and thin, and uh, he's kind of in the, in the you know, the, the, the backgrounds and the details of making this happen so that students can come here and have this amazing experience. And so um, can we just put our hands together for my friend, Eric Givens, would you just come on up? Eric Gibbons, just wanted to say thank you for everything you do. We wanted to celebrate you in front of everyone else, but you just get, you get fused. You were not. Oh, you were in the, no, I'm talking about like at Ridgepoint Sunday night. You were at a wedding. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, if you literally refuse to come up, I'm taking it back. Okay, Awesome. Awesome. Anyway, thank you. Thank you and all of our volunteers for everything you do. Like, it's just incredible. I I couldn't do this by myself, and uh, I had amazing volunteers in my life when I was in youth group. Uh, I still remember their names, and they still, from time to time, call me uh, just to check in. Are you still a knucklehead? Are you still making those same mistakes? Dude, I was not a great kid in high school. Uh, and so God can do wonders with lots of people. I'm not saying I'm perfect or I've made it, but I'm saying he's done some work in my life. And so, um, and we're going to celebrate that tonight. Um, okay. Now, um, any football fans in the room, football fans. Okay. Now, um, are we more, so raise your hand if, so I'm going to go pro college. Are you like more pro raise your hand pro like NFL. Okay. So college, Okay, and somebody like, just, as long as it's football, I don't care if it's Pee Wee or high school. Uh, we got Ridgepoint Friday night. Uh, excited for that. Um, who's, uh, does anyone just want to, maybe just on the count of three, just shout out your favorite team, okay? This always goes super well, and it doesn't go nuts, okay? One, two, three. Awesome. Awesome. Notice I said shout it, not shout it, 37 times. It's, it's my fault. It's my fault. I walked right into that. Um, yeah, so I love football, and this is about the time of year that football gets really exciting. Um, it's, it's uh, you know, in college football world, we've got some rivalries coming up on Thanksgiving weekend. It's going to be exciting, so, um, but I'm not here to talk about, really, college, as much as I love college a little bit more than pro. Um, any Texans fans? in the room? Texans. So here's what's interesting. I moved here. I moved here in 2018. This is not a joke. I moved here in 2018, and I looked at my boys, and I said, boys, we're going to do our best to be like Houston sports fans, okay? So I'm, a, I'm like a Red Sox fan, but you know what? Let's root for the, let's root for the Astros. Um, I don't know if y'all are aware of what happened in like 2018 2019 but that kind of got you know I feel like they revoked their contract on that and then um, Houston the Rockets man they were so incredible and it was like you got James Harden you got this whole crew and like then that didn't go super well Um, and then the Texans have always been fantastic at football Um, it was just really difficult like I felt like I came in no one would call me a bandwagoner okay no one would call me a bandwagoner if I came in and was like, "Go Texans!" They're like, "Go who? Uh, do they even play?" Um, so, but it's been really amazing um, this this year. Something has changed. You're yelling C.J. Stroud at me as if I'm not aware, uh, because I believe he did. He play did he play college ball somewhere? I just I'm not awa- I'm not aware I'm not aware what this like rookie All Star. Yeah, he played at Ohio State. Uh, yeah, he did. Okay. I mean, okay, okay. The parents in the room are like, is this what it's like every, every fuse? Every single time. Um, so here's what's been fun. When, when CJ Stroud got drafted to the Texans, I was excited because I was like, anyone that's coming from Ohio State to play for the Texans, like, that's exciting. Um, but I'm like, ooh, kind of rough career move, right? Rough career but then things started to change, and it started to, it started to really turn uh, the tables for the Texans. Not just him, I mean, it's a, it's a team effort, but um, it's been really exciting to watch things go well for him. And then I was watching uh, TV, and I saw him uh, come across the screen, and I brought the video. I just wanna show you, it's just a 45-second clip. Here's what he said. Fresh is a privilege. Like a lot of people don't get to live the life I do. It's hard. No, get me wrong. It's hard, but uh, it's a privilege, man. I'm blessed enough to wake up every day and to walk, to talk, to smell, to to enact with people, to play football. Like these are all things we take for granted from day to day basis. But um, I try to do my best to thank God through all that, cause His grace and His mercy and His and He laid His His life on the on the cross for us, man. Like I really believe that. You know what I mean? So um, this is bigger than just ball. And if I have to use football for my purpose to to spread the the gospel and and, and the life of Jesus Christ, and I'll do that. And I think that's what God wants. Um, But at the same time, I want to win too. So I'm just keep. That's why. (laughs) So that's why I keep fighting, man. I'm going to keep fighting my tail off, man. Are you kidding me? I'm like watching ESPN, right? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I'm very aware. I'm old enough to have watched sports and just kind of pop culture in front of me. And there's plenty of... Let me just kind of want to thank God real quick. And then I want to talk about all my stuff. And um, it was interesting. I don't know why that one captured me more. Uh, maybe because it was CJ or maybe because it was... He really felt like he, he really went into it. And it got my attention when he's like, I really believe that. And, uh, and so it's not just your kind of token, like, first of all, and thank God. You just think, man, I did so incredible out there. I'm so amazing. I'm kind of like the all-star. He didn't do that. He... He really was just saying, like, this is all kind of a platform for me to share the gospel. And if that's how I share the gospel, then that's how we're going to do it. Um, Now, that's not to say that everyone gets an NFL. Like, so, like, I want to share the gospel, so God, will you just bring me? It's probably not going to work that way for you. You're a great football player, I'm sure. But uh, not everyone in here or probably no one in here is going to play in the NFL, um, you know, just by the stats. And so I thought it was incredibly amazing that someone like that... Would share the gospel on live TV, right on a post game or kind of like a like a popular network or something like that. And and it occurred to me that most people, when they're put in front of the cameras, try to keep it pretty general. Try not to alienate their audience. And uh, and when you ask them what they believe, they start running through this list of filters that just starts to say like, well, don't you can't say this, you can't say that, you can't. So don't alienate anyone, just kind of keep it as general as possible. And uh, I just felt like CJ was so uh, inspiring and, and maybe uh, even a good example for us because every one of us are going to be called upon at some point in life to tell people what we believe in. And what's interesting is that I've, I've been talking with students um, it feels like for weeks and weeks and weeks because we had day of baptism in October, which was incredible. And we have some students in here that were baptized that day. And then we have today. And then we've, we've even got some, so we've got a whole list of students that are like, I'm almost ready, just not quite there yet. Or I couldn't make it tonight or whatever. And every time I'm having these conversations with students, I, ha- I just ask this one question. Like if someone were to ask you, what makes you a Christian? Or why are you a Christian? Or why did you choose Christianity? Why do you choose to follow Jesus? What would your answer be? And there's, you know, there's that pause of just kind of like, um, you know, and they start thinking. And here's the thing, everyone has to have an answer at some point. We even have in scripture this, this moment where Peter says, like, we, we all have to give account. We all have to give an answer for the faith that's in us. Um, and if I can just say it this way, whether you're a Christian or not, you really need to give an answer. Whether you're a Christian or not, whatever you choose, like your life path, you, you better be basing it on some, some really clear thought. I've, I've often told the story in here that my faith journey started, um, honestly, because I was in a Christian home, but I, I for so many years, I just didn't care. And it just wasn't catching me, and I just didn't get it. Uh, and then in high school, I kind of walked through some difficult times. And, and I'll kind of tell you the fast forward version. Um, I prayed and I called out to God and I said, God, if you're real, I need help. And then I did it as, as honestly and earnestly as I knew how. And God answered my prayer. God answered my prayer in a very real way. Now that, did, that, that moment wasn't like, okay, I'm surrendering to ministry in my whole life and I'm going to be a missionary. And it wasn't that. It was just like, okay, I think maybe God is real. And I started to take a step and take a step and take a step and take a step. And as I thought more and more about it, and as I studied, I came to a a place in my life where I just said, Jesus is clearly the King of kings and the Lord of lords to me and of of all creation. And I want my life to be found in him. Now, that's a lot different from my decision I've told you all about uh, that when I was like, 12 years old, I was just kind of like, I walked down an aisle, I prayed the prayer, they told me to pray. I went through the baptism waters, you know, just like some of you folks are gonna do tonight. But my heart wasn't in it. My heart wasn't in it. And I don't know why I did. I think I did it because of pressure. And I think I did it, honestly, to avoid going to hell. That was my big, big fear. It was like, I just don't wanna go to hell. So I'm gonna do what they tell me to do. But the truth is, I don't think that did anything because it didn't involve my heart. And after... All, everything we read about Jesus is he's after our heart, mainly. I want to tell you just a brief little story about Peter. There's this moment in Matthew chapter 16. Uh, we're just going to look at like six verses tonight. And Jesus is going to ask the disciples, um, what do, uh, who do people say that I am? And it's this really game-changing moment for Peter, I think. And we make fun of Peter. We laugh at Peter. Sometimes Peter gets it wrong. Honestly, that's my dude. Like, I, th- I think that we would be uh, friends. I think that we would get along. And I don't need someone to kind of like show me the perfect path they've walked. Like, I need someone who's got a little bit of like, he's got his butt kicked a little bit in life. And he got it wrong and and all that. But Peter gets it right in this very moment. And in this moment, getting it right matters. Because he sets a foundation of faith for all of us to watch. So in verse 13, okay, so Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus says... Who do uh, they say that the, who do people say that the son of man is? And so they start to give general answers. Verse 14, it says that uh, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then verse 15 pops up. It's really interesting. It says, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And so this is interesting because who do people say? It kind of feels like survey and research and just kind of what's kind of the, 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 the trending news right now. And then Jesus says, who do you say that I am? It's interesting. In a, in, uh, so this story is told in like three different gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And in Luke's version, uh, what Jesus says is kind of the way Luke records it. It says, who, does the, who do the crowds say that I am? Who do the crowd say that I am? I love that. I love this. Who do you say that I am? Who do the crowd say that I am? Because the crowds sometimes impact our decision, right? We're tempted to kind of go with the crowd, right? CJ was obviously not tempted to go with the crowd. He said, I've got a conviction, and I'm just going to share freely. And if I get punished for it, if I get a fine for it, if I get less playing time for it, doesn't matter because I'm going to share the gospel with my platform. And so rather than looking through the lens of kind of what does the world want, he had a lens of looking through honoring Jesus. And he says, well, I'm just going to share the gospel. Jesus like laid down his life on the cross for us. I really believe that is what he said. So Jesus says, who do you say that I am? And then verse 16, Peter says this. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. The Christ words, that word means Messiah. That word means one who saves. Um, he's the one who, so that's kind of, it's not his last name. Sometimes it's like, first name Jesus, last name Christ. No, Jesus, one who saves. He's a Messiah, And you are the Messiah. You're the son of the living God, the one and only son, begotten son of the living God. And then Jesus says these two things in verse 17 and 18. It says, Jesus answered, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, or means son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who's in heaven. Let me pause there for a second. Are you catching what Jesus just said to him? He's saying, it would, it would be easy for you to kind of read that in the newspaper and be like, oh, this Jesus character like, is the Son of God. And everyone's like, oh, we're just going to get on board. Well, you know that that's not how it went. So many people rejected Jesus. But what Jesus is saying is here is that you didn't you didn't get this from mom, dad, Um, You didn't get this from your friends. You didn't get this from your boss. You didn't get this from the news. You didn't get this from social media. Like, God revealed this to you. And this moment means something to me because when I was 15 in my bedroom and I was like, God, if you're real, I need you to show up. And he showed up. Not a single soul, not a single soul proved God's existence to me. It was God showing up in my life through his word and through his Holy Spirit moving, that I was like, oh my goodness. God is real. God is real. It was personal. It was personal. And something happened with Peter here, where Peter's saying, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And then he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because you didn't learn about this from people. This is not your mommy and daddy's faith. This is not something you can just inherit, right, from your family, from your genetics, it's not how it works. There's not a single verse in the Bible that would lead you to believe that you sitting here in 2023 receive something from your family that would just automatically get you into heaven. That is not the case. But sometimes we trip up and we think that. So, oh, I was kind of born into a Christian family and, and, and all this. No, no, no. Peter's saying like, I put my, my faith in you alone. So he says, blessed are you. You've, uh, this has been revealed to you from my father in heaven. Verse 18, and I tell you, Peter... Uh, you are Peter. On this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. This is a little wordplay. Um, this is kind of Jesus, Jesus's rapper moment. Okay. So this is kind of like some bars going on here because the word Peter and rock are, are very, very similar. Um, so there's Petros, like Peter, you are Petra. Um, that's kind of his Greek name. There's Petros on this rock Petros. Uh, so it's funny if you look, if you do like kind of the research and the commentaries, they'll tell you that Peter's name kind of means little, little, little stone. Little pebble, right? And then, like, and on this rock, it's like on this boulder, right, on this cliff. And uh, so I don't know if Peter was kind of like, I mean, can I be the big rock, you know? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know if he was, it seems like it tracks, like, seems like he, was, he would be like that. But what's interesting is that on this rock, what is Peter talking about there? He's saying on this confession, on this truth, on this thing that you've, 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 you've embraced in your heart, this foundation of faith in your heart, this confession from deep inside of you, I can build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That is a promise from Jesus to Peter and the rest of us. This confession, it makes me wonder where we would all stand and what we would all say if someone were to ask us, who do you say the Son of Man is? If you were asked in front of your school, who do you say the Son of Man is? how do you think we get to kind of this heaven situation? What do you do with the Bible? Do you believe in it or do you just kind of pick and choose? Or what do you do with, is Jesus Lord or is he a liar? What would you do if someone put a microphone in front of your face and said, the whole world's listening? Would you, would you have a confession of faith? Or would you just like, ah, oh, oh, you know, I just don't want to, I don't know, you know, it's not, I don't want to tell people how to live or whatever. Peter's over here saying, I'm just going to go ahead and make my confession clear and public. You're the Christ, the son of the living God. And it was based on something that was rooted deep inside of his heart. He put his faith in Jesus as his Messiah. The students that are going to get baptized tonight have done that. They've placed their faith in Jesus, their hope in Jesus. Jesus not just that they would go to heaven one day, but that they would surrender to him and that the Holy Spirit would come inside and indwell them and guide them and convict them and just comfort them through life. And they're saying that, and and, and if I can just help you guys all understand, because there's three girls that are gonna get baptized tonight, but then there's all the rest of us, and here's what I, you have a job, the rest of you have a job tonight. Um, The three of them are proclaiming something in fact, it's um, really all baptism is. It's just kind of like a proclamation. And it's kind of a picture, if I can just say that. Uh, they're proclaiming that they put their faith in Jesus. They're, that's, what, that's what baptism is. It is not, this doesn't save them. I was talking to somebody else. Someone said like, oh, so like this is the holy water, right? And I was like, that is hose water in a trough. There ain't nothing special about that right there, Right? And so what's happening is, in this moment, there is a public profession of faith, but in the same sense, there's a picture, and the picture is when, when the student goes under the water, it's identifying with Jesus' death, and when they rise up out of the water, it's identifying with his resurrection, all through the New Testament, we learn that we are identifying with Jesus' death. Some of that's stuff so, ooh, I don't know. I thought it was all about life. It's like, well, there's some surrender involved here. And yes, we're identifying with Jesus in his death and in his re- resurrection. And at the end of all of it, it's about our identity being put in Jesus alone. And, and it's an amazing thing to watch students do that in a culture that is not friendly to the gospel. So I just wanna say, they have their job to proclaim, right, to follow through in, in obedience to believers' baptism. The rest of us have a job, and that's this, to support them, to have their back, right? It's not going to be perfect all the time. Sometimes, sometimes students avoid baptism because they're like, ooh, I think I might mess up. I think I might make some mistakes. I'm like, same, friend, same. Like, I made mistakes today, right? And we don't get resaved, we don't get rebaptized because, you know what? Jesus said, "I saved you 2,000 years ago." All of your sins were in the future. And I knew about it. And he did it while we were still sinners, while we are yet sinning, Christ died for us. So I want you, students, to remember that this is a moment that they're taking, and honestly, it's scary for a lot of students to kind of step up in front and, and make this proclamation, so it's your job to go nuts and party when they get baptized, but then to walk with them, right? You see them on Sunday, you're high-fiving them, you're hugging them, like you you have their back. And students, please know, like we have your back. We've always wanted this to be a support system, a family, a group of people that have each other's backs. It's It's not always gonna be perfect. It's rarely even close to perfect, but we want this to be a family and a support system. Okay, so I'd love to have the bands come back up and uh, we're gonna get ready to baptize some students. Let me uh, pray, let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for everything that you've done in these students' lives to, to make yourself known to them. Lord, through your word, through creation, through friends and family members. So many of these people grew up in Christian homes. It's a blessing to have a mom and a dad guide student, guide kids, uh, children in the gospel, guide their children to Jesus. And there's a lot of people in here who did not grow up in Christian homes, but that, God, you have really encountered them in, in other ways, and we want to praise you for that as well. And so, Lord, as, as, we, as we walk through this time, I pray that you would be honored, and I pray that, these three girls would know that they are supported and loved and have a, uh, a team with them, a family. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right. All right. Let's do some baptism, shall we? All right. First and foremost, we have our high school student, Taya Cochran. Come on up. Let's give her a hand. Got it? Come on in. She's not nervous at all, don't worry. Taya's um Taya's family's been here almost the exact same amount of time that I've been here. And so we've just kind of walked this uh this kind of road together for the last five five plus years. Um Taya uh so I have all students kind of fill out this baptism journal, and this baptism journal is really just kind of like learning how to share our story, and so i Told Taya just like I tell all students, you know, when it comes down to it, what makes you a Christian? And um, and she said, if I can just kind of share, um, I don't want to put my love or faith or trust in anything but Jesus anymore. I've been striving to find kind of my identity in those other things, and I've realized that they fail me. And so, she actually used the words. I was at your house Monday night. And she said, I'm proclaiming my faith in Jesus. And I'm like, teenagers usually don't talk like that. That's amazing. And then her dad said, did you write that? Did you, did ChatGPT write that for you? (laughs) That's great, That's great. No, you, she wrote some of the most beautiful stuff, uh, just about all that God's brought her through and um, about the people that have guided her through this, this to this very moment. And so, Taya, we're proud of you. And it's my honor as your brother in Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Got it? Congratulations. All right, next. You want Tristan to go first? Tristan Boyer! going to make Savannah go first, but okay. You got it? All right. Perfect. All right. Tristan, Tristan also wrote very eloquently and she said, hey, I've got like more to write. Can I just kind of write it on a piece of paper? And I was like, absolutely. And it was such a joy to read what you wrote. Um, you mentioned that you guys grew up Methodist and that you were sprinkled as a baby and that one of the big um, kind of monuments in your salvation story was that you decided through many conversations, but maybe maybe most specifically, there was a trip to Lake Tahoe with mom and there was lots of good conversations and that you said, um, you said, I was sprinkled and that was awesome, but this is my decision. And I want to put my faith in Jesus. And so I want to get baptized. And so Tristan just said, this is is something I want to do to put my faith in Jesus. So she put her faith in Jesus, you know, some time ago, but she said, I need to get baptized to follow and be obedient to that call. So it's just, uh, we're proud of you. We're so excited for you. And it's my privilege as your brother in Christ to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The girl. Congratulations. All right, last but not least, we got Savannah Seals. Savannah, come on in. I don't know that I've ever met a sixth grader that uh, became so loved by her whole student ministry automatically. Um, Some of that has to do with her little side business of buying sodas at Fuse and selling them at school. It's amazing. She's going to be all of our bosses one day. Are you okay? You're tipping over. Okay. It's, it's, it's amazing. Savannah, I'm proud of you for making the decision to follow Jesus and to follow in Believer's Baptism. Uh, it was. I, I noticed in your story it was special that you had a leader at camp, a volunteer named Lauren, who helped you and answered a lot of questions for you and really helped clarify some things so that you could put your faith in Jesus and to Publicly proclaim your faith in Jesus, and so I just want to say it's it's my honor because we're so proud of you to baptize you as your brother in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Had a girl. Had a girl. <laughs> you got it. All right. Had a girl. That's awesome. All right. Can we just give them all a hand? I love it right y'all can feel free to go change we got the restroom right there all that uh, let's remember that this is a celebration so we're going to close with one song let's stand up let's give
1: it all we got so come on let's stand with that same just spirit of celebration you know it's uh, it's god's goodness it's the lord's kindness that leads us to repentance into a life with him a new life with him So let's just finish tonight by just singing of His goodness. In the same celebratory spirit that we're in right now, sing these words with me. Everyone together sing. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Come on, sing those words. Your goodness is running after, running after me. Your goodness, God. Your goodness is running after, running after. Your kindness, Your goodness, God, Your goodness is running after, oh, running after, it's Your goodness, Lord, it's Your goodness is running after, running after me, yes it is, Your goodness is running after, running after me, with my life, with my life laid down, I'm It's running after me, you sing all my life. You've been faithful, sing it out. And all my life, you have been faithful. You've been so, so good. And all my life, you have been so, so good with every.